this is episode 100 and no, that is so very, very, very wrong. This is episode 582 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, January 28th, 2019. I'm your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about some Hitman 2, having played through the newest seasonal event, which is a good time as always. And a few other games that I played a smidgen of. Played a little bit more at Sundown, which uh, I, I finally got to play someone online for a few matches before they stopped trying to find a match because I, I beat them pretty badly. But uh, in addition to that, I guess some movie crap and whatnot. But before I get to all that, well, first and foremost... Anyone listening to this who lives in the Midwest or in this general area, you know, up in Minnesota's or the the Dakotas, are those what's up there? Right? Is it? Is where that Fargo? That's in a Dakota, right? Those are the ones that are up north, I think, because I know the Carolinas are down south, uh, and there aren't. There are only the Carolinas and the Dakotas that are split into two right? I don't know. I don't know my geography. Or maybe I do. Maybe I'm right. Uh, Anywho, if you live in any of these areas, like I do in Chicago, stay warm this week, especially Wednesday, which looks to be an absolute nightmare. When it gets that cold, if you're outside and any skin is showing for a few minutes, like five minutes, you're... You could you could get frostbite. That's not good. I don't want you to get frostbite. I don't I don't know you. Most of you. I mean I know some of you. But plenty of you I don't know. But even so, I don't want you to get frostbite. Anywho, um before I get into what I've been playing and all that jazz, I want to talk about streaming because I streamed a bit more this past weekend while I streamed myself playing Beyond Eyes, which was a thing that I'll talk about a little bit, but I want to talk about just this streaming experience and something I learned that I did not realize, and it bummed me out for a bit until I found a really stupid, backwards, dumb, just completely moronic way of getting around my problem. And that problem is I use an Elgato to capture my footage i'm still using the original model the first i believe it was the first of this setup Uh, i don't have the hd60 or whatever it's called Um, the one i have is still fine so i can't record at 60 frames per second but i've never found that to be a problem and the, the newest one maybe can record 4k which i definitely don't need but um what I realized is that when streaming and recording at the same time, the Elgato uh, capture, the, the software at least, I, I don't know how if it would be different in OBS if I use that to stream, but the Elgato game capture software records the stream quality. So that's the quality of video you're getting. And if you're like me, you're not able to stream at... Uh, super high definition. I'm able to stream at 720p. I don't have the greatest internet speeds. Um, so 
when I looked at the footage, which I realized there was something a little weird when it was exporting so quickly. It usually takes a while to export a video, but this one was just speeding right through it all. Uh, that the quality was that of the stream. And that sucked. That was a problem. That meant that I wouldn't be able to stream any of my Attack the Backlog sessions or anything, which is something I really want to do, because uh, that takes up a, a fair amount of my gaming time at this point. But then I thought, first, I tried just using OBS and streaming while recording at the same time, but I find maybe there's something I'm missing, but I find that OBS, and I use that to record this show as well, that the quality regardless of what settings I have, you know, the bitrate, all that jazz, um, it just isn't on par with Elgato, the, the quality. It just, it's not great footage. Um, and I don't know if there's some setting I'm missing, but I've looked into it, you know, Google and all that jazz, and it just never, it's, it's never exceeded or even come close, really, to the, the native capture footage from Delgato. But it's great for recording the podcast and everything. So, you know, it's fine. I don't need a great, I don't need a super high quality uh, video of myself not looking at the camera, which people occasionally complain about. Very seldomly do people really bring it up. Though one of those said people is my father. <laughs> He brought up once. I was like, oh, I was watching one of your videos. I'm like, oh, God, please don't do that anymore. And then he was telling me I should look at the camera. But I don't find it comfortable. I, I did some testing. I just looked at it. I didn't turn my head. But I, I might mess around with that at some point. But if you're if you're still curious why I do it this way, it is because I'm body dysmorphic. I hate my body and my face. I think I am very, very ugly, and I don't like looking at myself. Uh, I don't like the look of myself. I think the footage uh, of when you see my face straight on, I look exceedingly worse than I do at this particular angle, and I just, I'm not comfortable with it. Um, so yeah, and that's, I mean, that's why I have a beard. I do like beards and I like facial hair just as a thing. But the reason why I grew a beard when I first could is because I don't like my face. And a beard is able to cover up part of my face. And that's why I have a beard. That is 100% the reason. I've occasionally over the last 15 plus years or whatever shaved it to stubble or very uh, very rarely completely off and immediately regretted it so yeah anywho the backwards dumb stupid way of getting around my problem is that i am using both the elgato capture software and obs at the same time so i have two monitors hooked up to my pc uh one of them uh now, when I am capturing and wanting to stream at the same time, I have the Elgato on one monitor, full screen, so that it, you know, it's the whole thing. And then OBS 
and I'm using Nelgato to capture the footage, the raw footage that is high quality and wonderful. And then I use OBS to stream that footage that is being, you know, uh, captured from my console to my PC and the other monitor, and then I'm taking the screen capture of that monitor and streaming that to Twitch. It's not glamorous, it's not ideal, but it works. I tested it out with Forza Horizon 4. You can watch that stream if you want. It was a it was a bit silly. It's probably like 10 minutes. It's still up on Twitch. Um, some kooky things happened in it, which were fun. But yeah, that's that's the solution I found, and it seemed to work fine. Uh, because another nice thing is that when you mouse over the Elgato software, then the full screen will uh, go away for a little bit. But moving the mouse on the other monitor and that space doesn't affect it at all so don't have to worry about that either so it's all good all good anywho so i've played hitman 2 and some beyond eyes oh i finished beyond eyes hitman 2 is the snow festival i think that's what it's called came out which takes place in hokkaido uh, which is part of the season one you can download the event for free on whatever store you, you purchase the game from. And it'll download, I think, two outfits or something and the trial version of the Hokkaido map if you don't already own it. Even if you do already own it, it will download that automatically if you just say download all DLC. So keep that in mind. If you already own it, you don't need to download the map a second time just to have that there. So it's set up there where it's... Christmassy time again. There aren't decorations or anything, anything like that, but it's snowy, and now there are piles of snow in the courtyard area, which you can use to create snowballs with that can take out uh, enemies silently. And one of the challenges is to take out three of the gardeners or take out the three gardeners with snowballs, which is fun. Um, there's some icicles and things that you can use to take out your target. Your target is some person who's murdered like 27 people. And yeah, it's not as crazy and over the top as the, the Santa one, which had this teleporting Santa and these guys going around trying to rob, uh, steal all these items. That one was a lot more intricate and just had a lot of crap going on and, more difficult challenge the challenges the challenges in this particular event are very straightforward very simple and you can easily get them done you don't need it like a guide or anything really to, to figure them out whereas for me at least with uh, the previous one the previous event finding out the roots of the the burglars was something i could learn if i wanted to i did not want to so yeah but um I still love Hitman 2. The more I play it, the more I think maybe this is my number 2 and Red Dead Redemption 3 is my number 3 or Red Dead Redemption 2 is my number 3 because Hitman 2 has that staying power. If Red Dead Online had private sessions and I could play it without the fear of being messed with, I would probably still be keen on that. But that it didn't sour me so much on this experience. It just 
made it so that I am not returning to Red Dead as often as I thought it would. I thought I'd be going back and just, you know, maybe I just want to relax and, and do some hunting online to get some XP and level up my online persona and all that jazz. But given the fact that it is so grief heavy and there there's no way to play by yourself, I'm just not at all interested in messing around with that. Whereas Hitman 2 keeps me coming back with these events and elusive targets. is a new elusive target that I haven't tackled yet but i think that is all great and i love the rewards you get so like in the the snow festival this new event you get i think a new suit that might just be like the regular suit with a, a coat but then you also for completing all the challenges you get a nice ice pick which is fun though something i would probably never use because i like my standard equipment loadout i it's something i would take with me or smuggle in for a laugh like a, a silly playthrough of an area after i've played through it extensively um but uh yeah I, I like to take the silent pistol the coins and the the lock pick because that's just that's the best setup that, that's the best setup you have these things for distracting of course you can pick up plenty of things in an environment for distracting but why not just have those coins with you? Um, but yeah, Hitman 2 continues to be great. I love that game so very, very much. And it really is a lot better, for me at least, playing it without anything going on on the HUD. It just makes it such a clean... It, it, it fits the feel of Hitman, which is just this like really clean, sterilized uh, setting and feeling and all that. Um, and then I played Beyond Eyes, which will be an Attack the Backlog episode, because I want to do it for that. And it, it, it was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it ended up being about, I think, a little over an hour and a half. And that is in large part because the game has, I don't want to just say backtracking there are moments where you are backtracking but it also has a lot of just walking around in circles where i mean the, the whole crux of the game is finding your cat who ran away you're blind the world uh builds around you uh as you can see like it has a nice watercolor aesthetic i, I really love the look of it a lot and the thing about it is that you'll get to a point where you're moving forward whether you you find like oh this is I, this is where the cat was not too long ago i'm gonna i, I want to get to this part but there will be a fence there and then you just have to walk around it a ridiculous to a ridiculous degree where it's just you're walking so 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 far or there's always these dogs that are in your way or this or that um and there must be a lot of secrets because I only got one achievement for finishing the game. Nothing for like finishing chapters or anything like that. I got 200 points for finishing the game and then everything else is still locked. But it's a very beautiful game that is a... It's not a bad game exactly, but it is poorly designed. It's not a well-designed game because it could be refined and short like the game has just clearly been padded out to be a bit longer because they didn't want to 
release a game that was an hour or less in length. And the way I look at it is, if the game's really good and it only lasts an hour, I don't care. I'm, I'm sure plenty of people care because people like to equate value to time spent. But, you know, if a game can do a lot in a little amount of time, if, if a game can grab my attention, keep it, and, and satisfy me in an hour or less, I'm fine with that. You know, I, I want to have a good experience. I don't want to have an experience that I can see the good in but was tainted by being padded out and having multiple sections that are just not great to play and are tedious and feel pointless. And that's what a lot of Beyond Eyes feels like. It's so beautiful. I love the look of it so much, but it wasn't fun to play. And it was it was exceptionally boring to the point where maybe about halfway through, my eyelids were getting heavy and I kind of wanted to just take a nap. And this was like in the middle of the day. I was pretty wide awake when I started playing it and it gradually made me more and more sleepy. You know, so that's a glowing endorsement. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I played other than, like I said, at sundown, I played two matches online with the same person. Nobody else was there to to be found so we did some one-on-one matches i destroyed them both times and then they weren't showing up in the quick find uh, quick match uh menu i was just sitting there waiting for somebody to show up and nobody was because they clearly were done with me because i i really destroyed them and you could see it on the stream they may have been pretty new to the game because i've got an early copy of it or a code for it and played it extensively. I, you know, I, I leveled up completely and all that. So I, I put a good amount of time into it beforehand and developed some pretty solid strategies that worked well, at least against the AI. This was my first time playing against a human, which is a very different experience. Though one I, I like it's it's much slower. Whereas with the AI, they're moving around a lot more and shooting a lot more and revealing themselves a lot more. And when it was me and another human, this could be different with a full group of uh, three other players. But when it was just one-on-one, it was a lot more quiet. Just moving around and maybe somebody would reveal themselves in light or they get up against a wall and you maybe see their elbow or something. Um, And... It was a lot slower in that sense. But enjoy. it was much more intense. Playing against the AI was just dumb fun. And playing against another person, at least in 1v1, was much more intense. And very enjoyable. I, I liked it, even though I, I did pretty well. I was surprised by how well I did, honestly. And uh, I, w- I would love to be able to play more of it. But I'm just not... Like I played this on that was on the weekend, so I I might try tonight in the evening because I feel like that's if if there aren't people playing in the evening, then I don't know. I I'm I, I wish it was easy. It was you know it, there was an easy way to find out how many people uh, play a game. I wish I know they would never be this transparent any any company or whatnot, but I wish. 
when you're looking at like achievements or trophies for a game, it would show you how many people have actually played it. Um, you know, that, that wouldn't uh, equal the number of people who own a game, uh, unless it's uh, a digital only game, but like, you know, discs or uh, games that have disc copies. You know, plenty of people still rent things from Redbox or Gamefly, or they could borrow them, or, you know, somebody trades it in and you buy it to use, and that's not a second sale exactly. Um, but I would love to know that information. And I know you can get that with Steam charts or whatever it is for Steam, but I'm way more curious about that with the consoles than Steam, just because that's where I play and all that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been playing. I think later this week I'm going to start my second run playthrough of Jade Empire and I'm going to stream all of it, ideally. And that is going to be a really good time. I'm so excited for it. I hope it's going to be a really good time because I love that game. And this will be me returning to it to see if I still love it as much as I remember loving it. And if I do, then it makes me think about where it lies in my of all time list because right now i'd put it in my top 25 but maybe it's a top 10 contender i don't know that top 10 is it's a it's a it's a battlefield it is a battlefield but there are no battlefield games in it but uh at this point i'm pretty confident putting it into the breach in there which knocks out i, I can't remember my my top 10 at least six through ten because that was always iffy. Uh, I know Pokemon. What I, I I don't think I put. Con I think Contra was an honorable mention. But my top ten probably would be Bioshock. Okay, first, then Morrowind, Metal Gear Solid, Nice Old Republic, Deus Ex. Hmm. 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 Into the Breach, number six, maybe? And uh, I don't know. That's I'm going to put it there because it is my favorite strategy game of all time. Uh, and then Pokemon Blue, whatever. You can say Slash Red as well. Get out of here with Yellow. I'm not counting Yellow included with both Blue and Red because fuck Pikachu. I don't want to deal with that moron, even though I have a Yellow Game Boy Color with... <laughs> pokemon yellow but i didn't buy that a, a wonderful friend gave that to me um so that's through seven then eight grand theft auto three then nine and ten what would those be and i i i really can't remember what i said previously because it's tough and then, uh another difficulty is that I would not have a problem putting Metal Gear Solid 3 at 9 and Metal Gear Solid 5 at 10 and then like Metal Gear Solid 2 at 11. I love Metal Gear Solid so much. I love the, the Metal Gear series. Though I would put Metal Gear Solid 4 at like somewhere in the top 10 of the worst games. Or the most disappointing because it's not a bad game. But in comparison to every other Metal Gear Solid game, it is bad. And I, I was so ridiculously disappointed by it. But yeah, that's something to think about. Anywho, in terms of stuff I've been watching, I watched 
all kung fu pan all the kung fu panda movies which i really enjoy i was worried i might not like them anymore they might not hold up for me but i still really enjoy them they're not amazing but they're good times all three of them are good times and i really like the art as well so that was a nice pleasant surprise i did watch the cloudy with a chance of meatball movies which are not my jam they definitely seem more geared towards kids with little for adults at least a little for me they have puns which i appreciate i appreciate every pun but you can't win with just puns you need more than that and the 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 first and the second didn't do much for me and then i rewatched some more pixar things because i i bought some cheap pixar movies for like five bucks a piece and there are ones that i was like uh one I didn't know, I, I hadn't seen previously to buying it, and then the other one was like, maybe I'm just, I, I should give it a second chance. So Monster University, it's fine, but it just is, it's missing Boo, the Boo factor, which is so key, and I don't li- like, Billy Crystal is great in it, but I don't like that Sully is a, a jerk. I, Sully's just not likable throughout so much of that movie that it bothers me um and it's just it's mike's movie and billy crystal's great in it but the rest of it isn't all that compelling or interesting and then finding dory i just i can't take dory i love the like finding dory is probably from a visual standpoint my favorite pixar movie i love fish and all the underwater creatures and everything and it looks so good and it has a lot of lively animation especially with uh, the the octopus but i just don't want to deal with dory for that long it's just a nightmare and in general i think the movie is pretty lazy it just feels very uninspired it feels like a sequel that after a while they're like we we should probably do this right, um, but yeah, I mean that's a lot of their sequels. I just feel like why I know why because they're gonna make money. People want this crap, but I think for me, I, I don't want to say every sequel I haven't liked because like Incredibles two solid. I didn't enjoy it as much as Incredibles one. But it's still enjoyable. That's that's a solid sequel. Toy Story Two, I don't remember at all. That is that that is probably the Pixar movie that I have no memory of. Outside of the ones like I, I haven't finished Cars two or three because I watched half of them and knew that I hated them, and Planes wasn't them. Um, I didn't finish Good Dinosaur because I was like, ah, I, I like this art, but I don't like anything I'm seeing or uh, story-wise. Um, but yeah, I just like Finding Dory, no, 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 no. Uh, and going off of animation, this was a little while ago at this point, but I rewatched Minions and I watched all of it. I love the Minions. I'm a fan of the Minions. I'm a fan of the Rabbits. I like that whatever... French style of humor it is, because it's, I mean, Despicable Me is uh, 
made, uh, written and directed by a French uh, director, I believe, who also voices the Minions. And I love the Minions. In Despicable Me 2, uh, the entire audience, it wasn't like a packed house or anything, but that scene when they start singing the song I Swear, everyone just lost it because it was so out of nowhere. And it was just, it was so wonderful uh, to see the Minions sing that stupid song in their stupid voices you know and then they later do ymca it's wonderful and i enjoy them in the minions movie my problem with the minions movie is that i think the antagonists are shit uh the two antagonists who are voiced by sandra bullock and i think john ham they are annoying they are stupid to look at i hate their designs i think they're just dumb and it makes like every every time they're in the movie, I just don't. I I want to turn it off, and it's hard to make a movie focus on the minions. Uh, it just is. You know, there there are some great moments in that movie, but I, I would much rather just watch like a a collection of minions shorts than an actual full narrative starring the minions. I'm still excited about Minions 2, because that should be them with, I don't know what that's going to be, but there's no way they could do another prequel without uh, Gru, so it'll be fun to see what that is. Uh, So yeah, other than that, I don't know. I was watching A Christmas Story to see if I, I don't like it. Or if I think it's just good for Christmas, or if it's just... I just don't like Christmas Story. Maybe I did when I was younger, and I've just been so oversaturated with it, and from the excessive amount of times it's played, I don't like it now. But I just I just don't like it. It's not that I think, oh yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm good with watching this. I don't, I don't ever want to watch that ever again. So yeah, I'm done with that. I, I don't think it's that good either. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's very much set up in a way that it's like these are just a bunch of skits from little tidbits that I experienced growing up or whatever. Like, I this happened to me one Christmas, so I'm going to make this a little skit in my movie, A Christmas Story. Um, and it just doesn't come together for me. Um, and then there was one last thing that I watched, and I was like, nope, nope. Nope. Nah, nothing. Nothing. Nothing worth mentioning. Anywho, that's pretty much it. Of course, watching anime this season's been pretty good. I'm enjoying Shield Hero so far. It it could still go off the rails, but the last few episodes have made my uneasiness with this series uh, go away to an extent. And I'm finally starting to watch some more Dragon Ball Z Super because they released the dub for the next arc, the the Blu-ray release and all that, which doesn't want to work on my iPad, which I find very bothersome. But it will work on Apple, Apple <laughs> on Apple TV, so that is fine. Uh, and yeah, still I I love Dragon Ball uh, outside of Kai. Kai was a piece of shit. That's the name of the piece of shit one, right? 
Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Kai, Cow Pie. But yeah, I'm also rewatching Yuri on Ice, the dub, which I'm I'm still not sure how I feel about the dub, but I, I 100% still adore Yuri on Ice. I will never skip that OP. I bought that track on iTunes because I love that so much. History Maker by, I don't remember the name of the artist, but it is a great track. Not my favorite of that season because I think that was the same season that The Great Passage came out, which was the book about uh, creating a new dictionary, which sounds bad probably to a lot of people, but I love that series so much. A wonderful slice of life, quiet little show that had quite possibly my favorite anime OP of all time. I love it so much. I don't think it suits the series that well because it's much more exciting than the series is, given that it's about you know putting together a dictionary. But uh, love that show. It's on Amazon if you are at all curious about checking it out. Um, I highly recommend it. You know, and it's not you don't have to worry about a bunch of tropes and all that kind of jazz, fan service or anything like that. It's not. It's it's very uh, quiet. And this and sweet and just it's very pleasant, very pleasant little show. But that is that's it, and that is all. So I will not end this episode. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Ignez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. This site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this show or Attack the Backlog, as well as other stuff like anime reviews and what have you, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and check them all out over there. And if you'd like to check out my art, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. I've just said check it out like a thousand times. That's an exaggeration, but I've said it way too many times in quick succession. But you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything or anything or, or any in between, <laughs> you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. Once again, that is patreon.com slash pxs. And as always, thank you for watching or listening I hope you enjoyed this here episode. I hope if you're in a part of the States, you're somewhere that it's nice and warm. However, if you are somewhere that it's going to be chilly, that you stay nice and warm. And if you are someone who isn't in the States and you're like, why are you forgetting about me? Be happy. You don't have to live with a pumpkin head. (sighs) Okay, that's it.